chapter one hundred and five of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one hundred and five he performs the last offices to his father and returns to london upon a very interesting design suits of mourning being provided for himself his friends and adherents and every other previous measure taken suitable to the occasion his father was interred in a private manner in the parish church and his papers being examined in presence of many persons of honour and integrity invited for that purpose no will was found or any other deed in favour of the second son though it appeared by the marriage settlement that the widow was entitled to a jointure of five hundred pounds a year the rest of his papers consisted of east india bonds south sea annuities mortgages notes and assignments to the amount of fourscore thousand seven hundred and sixty pounds exclusive of the house plate and furniture horses equipage and cattle with the garden and park adjacent to a very considerable extent this was a sum that even exceeded his expectation and could not fail to entertain his fancy with the most agreeable ideas he found himself immediately a man of vast consequence among his country neighbours who visited him with compliments of congratulation and treated him with such respect as would have effectually spoiled any young man of his disposition who had not the same advantages of experience as he had already purchased at a very extravagant price thus shielded with caution he bore his prosperity with surprising temperance everybody was charmed with his affability and moderation when he made a circuit round the gentlemen of the district in order to repay the courtesy which he owed he was caressed by them with uncommon assiduity and advised to offer himself as a candidate for the county at the next election which they supposed would soon happen because the present member was in a declining state of health nor did his person and address escape unheeded by the ladies many of whom did not scruple to spread their attractions before him with a view of captivating such a valuable prize nay such an impression did this legacy make upon a certain peer who resided in this part of the country that he cultivated pickle's acquaintance with great eagerness and without circumlocution offered to him in marriage his only daughter with a very considerable fortune our hero expressed himself upon this occasion as became a man of honour sensibility and politeness and frankly gave his lordship to understand that his heart was already engaged he was pleased with the opportunity of making such a sacrifice of his passion for emilia which by this time inflamed his thoughts to such a degree of impatience that he resolved to depart for london with all possible speed and for that purpose industriously employed almost every hour of his time in regulating his domestic affairs he paid off all his father's servants and hired others at the recommendation of his sister who promised to superintend his household in his absence he advanced the first half yearly payment of his mother's jointure and as for his brother gan he gave him divers opportunities of acknowledging his faults so that he might have answered to his own conscience for taking any step in his favour but that young gentleman was not yet sufficiently humbled by misfortune and not only forbore to make any overtures of peace but also took all occasions to slander the conduct and revile the person of our hero 
being in this practice comforted and abetted by his righteous mamma everything being thus settled for the present the triumvirate set out on their return to town in the same manner with that in which they had arrived in the country except in this small variation that hatchway's chaise companion was now the valet de chambre refitted instead of pipes who with another lackey attended them on horseback when they had performed two-thirds of their way to london they chanced to overtake a country squire on his return from a visit to one of his neighbours who had entertained him with such hospitality that as the lieutenant observed he rolled himself almost gunwale to every motion of his horse which was a fine hunter and when the chaise passed him at full speed he set up the sportsman halloo in a voice that sounded like a french horn clapping spurs to sorrel at the same time in order to keep up with the pace of the machine peregrine who was animated with an uncommon flow of spirits ordered his postillion to proceed more softly and entered into conversation with the stranger touching the make and metal of his horse upon which he descanted with so much learning that the squire was astonished at his knowledge when they approached his habitation he invited the young gentleman and his company to halt and drink a bottle of his ale and was so pressing in his solicitation that they complied with his request he accordingly conducted them through a spacious avenue that extended as far as the highway to the gate of a large chateau of a most noble and venerable appearance which induced them to alight and view the apartments contrary to their first intention of drinking a glass of his october at the door the rooms were every way suitable to the magnificence of the outside and our hero imagined they had made a tour through the whole sweep when the landlord gave him to understand that they had not yet seen the best apartment of the house and immediately led them into a spacious dining-room which peregrine did not enter without giving manifest signs of uncommon astonishment the panels all round were covered with portraits at full length by van dyck and not one of them appeared without a ridiculous tie periwig in the style of those that usually hang over the shops of twopenny barbers the straight boots in which the figures had been originally painted and the other circumstances of attitude and drapery so inconsistent with this monstrous furniture of the head exhibited such a ludicrous appearance that pickles wonder in a little time gave way to his mirth and he was seized with a violent fit of laughter which had well-nigh deprived him of his breath the squire half pleased and half offended at this expression of ridicule i know said he what makes you laugh so woefully you think it strange to zee my forefathers booted and spurred with huge three-tailed periwigs on their pates the truth of the matter is this i could not abide to zee the pictures of my family with a parcel of loose hair hanging about their eyes like zo many colts and zo i employed a painter fellow from london to clap decent periwigs upon their skulls at the rate of five shillings a head and offered him three shillings apiece to furnish each with a handsome pair of shoes and stockings but the rascal thinking i must have em done at any price after their heads were covered haggled with me for four shillings a picture and zo rather than be imposed upon i turned him off and shall let em stand as they are till zome more reasonable brother of the brush comes round the country pickle commended his resolution though in his heart he blessed himself from such a barber's goth and after they had dispatched two or three bottles of his beer they proceeded on their journey and arrived in town about eleven at night End of chapter one hundred and five